Today's show is brought to you by Delicious Obsessions. Real food, real life, and real delicious. Deliciousobsessions.com. You're listening to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, which can be found on our website at treyerwilderness.com and also on iTunes. Welcome to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where we are homesteading traditionally 100% off-grid today and offering preparedness and survival tips for tomorrow. Here's your host, Tammy Treyer. Welcome, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. It is another beautiful, sunny day here in northern Idaho. It just feels so good to have the sun on my back while I'm out in the garden and uh, really starting to see spring come alive out here. The hummingbirds are in, and uh, it's just beautiful and just takes me back. Every time I get outside, things are always changing, and uh, I encourage you to get out and enjoy your surroundings, and if you don't have vibrant surroundings near you, find some and enjoy them for at least a half an hour. It's just it's breathtaking when you get out and really see what God's created around us. Um, I am just so excited today. We have an amazing guest. This is episode 99. Next week will be our 100th episode, and I am just so thrilled and so very excited, and I encourage you to join me next week. We will have all kinds of giveaways and prizes and um, some really uh, neat things going on next week for this ep- for our 100th episode. And I think that this is just a great way to uh, start things off uh, heading into that episode. Uh, this is an, an unusual guest for me in that I have not had any musical guests. And I am very honored today to have a singer-songwriter joining me. And before I go into that, I'd like to just pay some homage to our veterans and their families past, present, and future, and for their many, many sacrifices. I truly just feel that um, there isn't enough respect and honor being given to our veterans, and um, my guest today is a retired Marine, and I would like to just say thank you um, to all of you for your service. It means a lot to have our freedoms, and so many people take our freedoms for granted today, and I just wanted to thank them. But without further ado, I am honored to have, as I said, a singer-songwriter, retired Marine, cowboy, and someone who's making their mark on the, in the West, Western music arena. And I am just thrilled to have G.T. Hurley join me today. G.T., thanks so much for taking the time to uh, join me. Well, thanks for having me, Tammy, and thanks for inviting me. It's an honor. Likewise, likewise. His music is phenomenal, folks, and I encourage you to go to G.T. Hurley, H-U-R-L-E-Y dot com, and check out his music, his his uh, story, and um, we can certainly hear more of that today. But be sure when you're finished listening here today that you do check him out. You can purchase his CDs over there as well. But G.T., I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself, um, how you became involved in music, if you if you don't mind. Well, sure, I can. I guess we'll start from the beginning. I started playing guitar. Um, actually, I started playing banjo, five-string banjo, before I started playing guitar. 
A friend of mine had uh, an older brother, and uh, I was probably 12, 13 at the time, and his older brother owned a music shop. And uh, we had, you know, kids after school have time to kill, so we went over to the shop after school and we'd hang out, and uh, I started tinkering on the banjo and started playing and, and, and uh, you know, attending some of those festivals. <clears throat> along with as a student because they, they would take and show their students off they'd put a little mm-hmm. showcase on the stage of students who that they were teaching it was usually pretty fun and they'd get a few songs down build your confidence in your instrument and then and then I realized not too long after that that chicks really don't dig banjo players <laughs> so I started playing the guitar and the banjo and then this one thing led to another I started playing more and more guitar and then writing songs so I've been writing songs since I've been in my teens. Oh, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> now, when did you uh, produce your first album? Well, it, it kind of came after I got injured. I it was, you know, careers t- took me away. I had a career in the military. Kind of hard to uh, pursue a career in music and a career in the military at the same time. So right. Right. for uh, 20-something years, I was on active duty and afterwards I always had a guitar kind of around on the fringes or underneath the bed or you know I'd pick it up and play it a little bit at barbecues or whatever when guests were over when uh, I retired from the Marines in 2004 we moved to Montana shortly thereafter and uh, got did my own business for a while and then I uh, got bored with it because I just wanted to do something more exciting mm-hmm. went cowboying for a little over a year worked on a couple ranches doing some cowboying here and there and then I decided let me try this underground hard rock mining thing because they get to blow things up <laughs> so I did okay. well, I got laid off long story short the, the mine I got hired on they laid me off and then and uh, I got hired in a science project in a mine over in Leeds, South Dakota. I was working in a mile-deep shaft. I was kind of in that open hole, rehabilitating all the rock, and, and lost almost lost my right leg from the knee down. So that forced me to sit down and rethink, what am I going to do? You know, um, nerve damage, 12 surgeries later, I'm still in rehab. It took me three years of rehab to even start walking again so it was uh the guitar was there and it said you know (laughs) kind of spoke to me play me come over here buddy (laughs) yeah so i did start playing again and started writing and it's been very therapeutic i was gonna say you know uh, (laughs) yep yep it's amazing what we find for therapy sometimes and that's that's awesome that's awesome that it was there for you and, and helped you in that way. That's that's a shame with your leg, but it sounds like you've got quite the fight in you and perseverance. And uh, glad for that because your music is awesome, very awesome. We have enjoyed it greatly around the campfire. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I um, I've been playing. Uh, my first album was released. I uh, attended a cowboy gathering up in Lewistown, Montana. Okay. I know you have Lewiston, Idaho, but we have Lewistown, Montana. Yes. Okay. And I uh, att- 
attended at the request of some friends, and I've been writing some of the cowboy content music, and I never even knew Western music was a genre. I, I didn't have a clue because I grew up on, you know, country and the Eagles and mm-hmm. the Allman Brothers and, and uh, you know, Skinner and that kind of stuff. Yep, yep. And um, what I wrote has a lot of, you know, how I write has a lot of that kind of influence in it. You'll hear it if you hear my music. Yep. But it's it's also got Marty Robbins in there, and it's got you know Hank Williams and Waylon Jennings. So it's a cross section. When they asked me what I played, I was like, I don't know. I just play my music. <laughs> and a fellow said, You need to go up here to Lewistown and listen to these guys. So I did, and there was a fellow there named Dave Stamey. Yes. Who in Western music is very renowned. He's a yes. prolific songwriter, and he's Dave. a personal friend of mine. Oh. Oh, awesome. Yeah, he's a real good friend of mine. He and his wife, Melissa, are friends. And I asked Dave after I'd made his acquaintance, uh, he heard me play my music there, and he got up and came over to my table and said, you need to get serious about this. <laughs> That's good. So he produced my first CD, and it was released in 2012, and it's called Tough Horses. Okay. Okay. And my second CD was produced by a younger singer, cowboy singer, songwriter, who's also a very accomplished artist, and his name is Bren Hill. I don't know if you know Bren. Yes. And yes. if you haven't played any Bren's music, you you do, you should. Absolutely, absolutely. For he, sure. He, you, you mentioned that to me in a previous conversation, and I hadn't heard him before, and I checked him out, and wow, yes, most definitely. I was very impressed. And Dave Stammy, we've been listening to for probably six or seven years now, and absolutely love his music and have communicated with him as well we play some of his music on our YouTube videos uh, through his approval and awesome awesome and I've been connected with a couple people through him um, some writers that um, just awesome people awesome people cowboys are awesome people <laughs> oh, you know I, a lot of cowboys a lot of cowboy singers out there can ride a horse and ridden horses, but a lot of them aren't as accomplished. Dave has been, you know, a packer for years, so he can. I don't know if he calls himself a cowboy, but he's definitely a pack, yeah. a pack. You know, he'll pack in the mountains. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And I definitely don't call myself a cowboy because I, I'm learning to pack from a 78 year old guy right now who definitely is a cowboy, <laughs> and uh, I can only hope to be one like that one day. It's awesome when you get to sit down with some of the old cowboys and just. We get enthralled just listening to them. We have a really good friend and packer um, in Wyoming, Cody Wyoming, and he's also a singer, actually, uh, Val Geisler. And um, it's just amazing to sit and listen to the stories of their their lives and, and what they share and how that goes into their music. And I hear that with your music as well. And it's so funny you said about the broad mix uh, that's in, in your music because I hear it all and it's really funny. It's just such an incredible mix of music. I really, you have a very different technique, but it's really awesome. Well, thank you very much. I, you know, I've tried my best to um, maintain the integrity in what I do. Uh, I don't want to be, there was a one time that Steve and I were sitting at a table and, and just have, you know, visiting and a woman came up and she had heard me perform earlier, and Dave, and she goes, you know, you're going to be the next Dave Stamey. And I was pretty embarrassed, because I said, you know, I don't want to be the next Dave Stamey. I just want to be GT. <laughs> you know, thank, thank you for the compliment. I understand what you mean, but Dave is Dave, and I don't ever want to be him. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's an interesting thing that you would say that because uh, I, I'm striving for my own sound within the genre. Yeah. Some folks are uh, very traditional bound, and I am not that. Yeah. I am a more contemporary, and, and my stuff crosses over a lot more. I think. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's neat because it makes you you. It makes that's you know we're all so unique. We all have our own style in everything we do. So when you can really you know portray yourself in your music like that and and in in the songs you're writing you know that's just that's really awesome really really awesome i try to maintain that integrity because if the song is just completely fiction and then you know it doesn't bring as much meaning to me at least as a listener i would like something to come from a source of inspiration that's you know in essence from truth so if it doesn't have an essence of truth in it or, or uh, you know an inspiration from a fact or an event or maybe a historical fact then sometimes it, to me it's just kind of boring I don't, I'm not into the uh, dance music I've never been right. and that's just not my scene right so basically you're writing your book through your songs yeah I'm a writer in music I'm a, yeah. a lyricist because there's yeah. Yeah. you know I've just started uh, just as a uh, you know, unashamed plug. I just started a new radio promotion in Nashville from uh, a guy named Bill Wentz Promotions, who's doing a, on an Americana, NPR, and independent radio station. They've been at country stations. Nice. So, um, yeah, so it's crossing over. It's just not a Western thing. Yeah. Now it's into the Americana. And uh, mm -hmm. so I'm kind of happy with that. I don't want to just be pigeonholed into one thing. Yeah, that's well, and that's what makes it really cool because you're so broad. So you'll be all over the place, which is great, and that'll be a great way to for people to find you, not in just one place. So that's that's awesome. <laughs> Let's hope so. People, you know, it'd be nice to see some sold records out there. <laughs> well, we'll we'll try to help you here. So. <laughs> all right. It's always flattering when you, you know everybody's on that social media now, that Facebook deal, yes. and. And when you hear somebody or you uh, should say you read somebody's post and they reference, like I have a, here's a lady, young lady that does horses and her family is four or five generations in the quarter horses down in Gillette, Wyoming. Okay. And she, you know, she just quoted the lyrics out of one of my songs because she was feeling that way that day emotionally. Okay. And uh, then she uh, quoted me. I was like, wow, it's kind of cool when somebody <laughs> you don't really know that well quotes you. And that you've impacted their life in one way or another, you know, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's very flattering. and It's a blessing to be able to do something I love to do. Well, and that's just it. You know, so many people muddle through life, like you had mentioned that you were, you know, trying to find that unique thing. You know, everybody's looking for that. And so, sadly, some people never find that. It, it's the ones that keep searching and really aren't afraid to embrace things. You know, we're going to fail in a lot of things, but you won't fail until you embrace it. And, and I think that's so key. That's something that we really try to share, you know, with what we do is just to do it, you know, we learn the most that we learn from our failures, you know, and, and move forward. Uh, we, we consider it, we call ourselves embracers because when a door opens, we just dive in, you know, um, and, and look for God's guidance, but we dive in and just keep flying, you know, and I think that's what you've done is you've embraced something that, you know, was in there and, and eating at you to, to come out. And 
through life's experiences it has. And, and, and I think that through your music, you're going to reach a lot of people. We are going to take a short break to hear some words from our sponsors, and we will be right back to uh, communicate some more with G.T. Hurley. Stay tuned. The new Pioneer Magazine, taking the skills and techniques of yesteryears and combining it with solar, hydroponics, and various other advancements of today, creating the most robust pioneering magazine on the market. In addition to the new Pioneer magazine, they also have available the American Frontiersman magazine, taking you back to a more primitive time, and both magazines can be found at newpioneermag.com. Get your copies today and be prepared for tomorrow. Do you have a loved one, or are you suffering from celiac disease or a gluten intolerance? Trying to find that perfect flour? Whether you are baking cookies, flaky pie crusts, or baking breads from scratch, or you are looking for a quick cake from a package, Look no further. Better Batter offers non-GMO gluten-free products with an assortment of packaged items as well as flour packaged in varying sizes, including their bulk sizes, perfect for those of you that are practicing your preparedness skills. Better Batter is not just another gluten-free flour. It's what you have been searching for. Visit betterbatter.org. Do you have your free digital subscription to Prepare Magazine yet? If not, then hurry over to preparemag.com and start getting each monthly issue sent directly to your inbox. It's easy. All you have to do is go to preparemag.com, enter your name and email address, and you're subscribed. Consider signing up for the premium membership for past issues and exclusive resources. You can even subscribe to the beautiful print version of Prepare Magazine. Visit preparemag.com and choose the option that's most valuable to you. Prepare Magazine, encouraging, empowering, and enriching your journey. Okay, we are back, and today we are speaking again with G.T. Hurley. You can find him at gthurley.com, and he is a singer-songwriter in the Western genre, but um, is, has quite a broad audience and broad spectrum. So we will continue um, discussing some things with G.T. here. G.T., can you share with us about your um, ranch there in Montana and the things you do there? We live... Um nearest neighbors about three quarters of a mile away so we're not that remote um but it's out in uh, the high prairie we're at 5300 feet elevation uh we sit on the eastern slope of the crazy mountains so they're actually as the crow flies about six miles from us nice. so we're basically sitting in there you know 11,000 feet high so we have a great view um nice. i raised when we bought the place uh, in 2005, we decided to raise quarter horses, and uh, I also had some unusual breeds for the area because I had uh, previously been working with a, a Mennonite, um, buying and selling horses all the way all over the East Coast, okay. and he made harness. He, he made harness, biothane harness. So we had, you know, a joint kind of venture he couldn't uh, drive a truck so i'd bring my truck and hook his trailer up and he'd pack all of his harness in my horse trailer and we'd go and he'd sell harness and wormer and whatever he could for horses and i would peruse those sales for uh, good candidates for me to buy and then train and resell nice. so that's what i was doing and i would you know i found out pretty early on the american quarter horse is an awesome horse, but they, everybody's got one. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has a Norwegian Fjord or a Percheron or a Belgian or a yes. uh, Dutch harness horse or Frisian or whatever. And I, you know, I would look for those interesting, more rare breeds, and I would uh, 
buy and sell those and usually made pretty good money doing it because there's an interesting market out there for it. Yeah. Yeah. So when I came here to Montana, I had a 19-hand black percheron and a Norwegian fjord and, and four-quarter horses and all mares in full. <laughs> so yeah. we were starting an interesting operation. Ended up selling all the unusual breeds, and I peeled it, you know, just uh, streamlined it down to just the quarter horses because in this country, that's what sells. And we did that for 10 years, and then the the horse market just went belly up um, unless you had six five six year old geldings um, nobody was interested mares they were it was a point that at one point Billings was charging you charging you to bring a mare or a loose horse for sale because they were bringing so little of a price you had to pay their sale commission up front yeah wow Wow, yeah. It was, it was just, so I sold everything, and now I'm down to four horses. And uh, they are all saddle horses but one, and we're getting ready to start packing the other one. Okay. Um, I have a friend of mine who's, who he's 78, and uh, he was a cowboy all his life. Nice. He was a ranch manager on the uh, Chilcotin Ranch up in Alberta okay. a long time ago. And he worked for the Forest Service, and he has skills that I am going to uh, take advantage of. <laughs> it's awesome when you can learn from the from anybody. But we really we have some old cowboy friends also, and it's just so awesome. It's it's almost mesmerizing when you sit and just listen to them talk of their past and the things they've done and the things they know and how willing they are to teach and share. Because you know they don't want these things to become lost arts. So it's it's really nice when you can find someone like that that's willing to take you under their wing and, and share that information with you. Uh, it's pretty flattering, you know, that he would think enough of you because yeah. they're pretty hard judges of character a lot of times. So, yes. you know, he's he's making me my own, uh, he, as a gift for me, making me my own panniards and my own pack uh, saddle and, and everything, that's, uh, saw bucks. That's awesome. Making it by hand for me. So it's it's really cool to have that kind of gift. You know, it's one of those things you cherish. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But and, then, as far as the place here, we, we're off. The, we're not off the grid, but we're, we raise as much as we can for ourselves. Um, we have, eat our own pork because we raise our own pork. We have our own chickens and eggs and... and uh, that's about the extent of it. I don't. I'm not really interested in cattle because I got too many horses and there's not enough grass. Right, right, right. Now, do you guys do gardening also, or is it harder? Not at this elevation. Everything yeah. dies. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah, so it's tough, but being able to have your own eggs and your meat like that. I mean, fresh pork is just melts in your mouth, and that's just it's awesome. Whatever we can do, every little step you can take to being self sufficient. And your environment is huge. I think I'd like to make a still. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Why? We have pondered that already, too. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to actually make some dandelion wine this spring. <laughs> yes, try it. Um, making wine is a lot easier than making the whiskey. Yeah. But uh, I used to sell a lot of horses down in Virginia, and that they're pretty proud of their moonshine down there, and they'd come out with... Uh, Strawberries, blackberries mixed in it, and yeah, and that's what would come out after the horse sale in the evenings around the fire. Oh sure, <laughs> oh sure, yeah. Batting guitars, you know. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. 
Yeah, well, I have a friend who gave me his elderberry wine recipe also, which I'm dying to make. I also got the big uh, five-gallon glass jug at the the antique version at the antique store, and I was I'm really excited. I just need to get some of the ingredients to to do that. I I uh, forged some elderberries this fall and have them freezing right now so that I can can do that. But that's another nice thing, you know, when you can do that kind of stuff on your own as well. It certainly tastes a lot better. <laughs> yeah, and there's not many preservatives in it, so you yes. it's not as bad for you anyway. Exactly. exactly. In limited quantities. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Now, in addition to having your ranch and, and um, writing the songs, you also are performing pretty regularly, correct? I am, yes. Now, do you have quite a few uh, ventures coming up? Well, I have bookings all the way out through February of 2016, so I'm pretty, you know, it's getting better all the time. Um, You know, I I tried this past year to focus on maintaining as many local engagements as I possibly could. So rolling into 2015, that's where the focus kind of was, and... um, I didn't pursue as many of the, of the cowboy gatherings because they, after a while, if they continue to book you as the lower tier performer, they will, uh, unless you just stop pursuing them. And and that strategy is paying off. I got hired to go out to, where is that, Kennewick, Washington is one of the headliners. I just played there a couple weeks ago. Um, I have a big book now back out to uh, Cochise Gathering in Sierra Vista, Arizona. Okay. So I'll be there in February as one of the featured performers. So it's if you just stick to your guns, sometimes it's tough to do financially as for a musician. But, uh, you know, if you know that you're performing at a certain level, uh, you don't want to come in and, and undershoot yourself or, or you know, sure. undervalue yourself, I should say. Sure. So sometimes it's tough to do that, but sometimes it's necessary, and that's what I've done. So this year I've got a lot of engagements in Montana, and and now I'm starting to get more and more back out of Montana again. Okay. Okay. I'll be down in Utah here on the 16th playing for a uh, uh, fundraiser. They're going to be building a replica of the Vietnam Memorial down in Huntsville, Utah. Okay, nice. Nice. So be there and... uh, in and around Three Forks, Montana on the 23rd, and Billings on the end of the month. and um, just I get in and out of Bozeman and Billings a lot because of different venues I play. So, yeah. Nice. If you want to know the exact schedule, if you're, if you're interested in coming out to hear me, or if you're going to be in the Montana or Utah area, just look on my website. Uh, the schedule is posted. be happy to have you come. Awesome, awesome, and our friends the Stotes has actually uh, joined you at Ken in Kennewick um, this at your last uh, event. Um, they they try right. to find you wherever you your visit wherever you're going to be playing. So they speak very highly of you, and I believe have met you in person as well. Yeah, I got to meet George. I didn't uh, I didn't meet his he yeah I did that's the only one I met. Okay, but yeah, he's a heck of a nice guy. It's kind of interesting. I'm kind of weirded out sometimes by this Facebook thing because everybody says, oh, I'm, I'm a friend with you, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But in George's case, I, I had a feeling that he was going to be a pretty genuinely nice guy since, you know, I knew a little bit of 
about his history. So uh, yeah, and I was pleasantly surprised. What a heck of a nice fellow. Yes, George is an George and Goodwin are very awesome people, and all of their friends are follow suit. It's friend of George is a friend of ours, and they they we are blessed to have them as neighboring landowners out here, and they are just amazing, amazing people. It was that instant connection. I love that when you meet the person for the first time and you just feel like you've known them forever. That's kind of George and Gudrun. So, so I'm, I'm, we're very blessed to have them, and I'm, I'm glad you got to connect with him. <laughs> well, does he make you any German food? Because he sure posts a lot about German food. Oh, yes. Well, he, his wife it, was born and raised in Germany. He was born in Germany but moved to the States and was then stationed over there. So, um, And we are, uh, my husband and I are both German and have German ancestors. So we're familiar with a lot of the foods, but haven't had them in a long time. And Gudrun, yes, Gudrun is very busy cooking and baking all the time and is an amazing uh, cook. So, yes, <laughs> she spoils him. <laughs> well, they can definitely fatten you up on that stuff. That's some good food. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Well, like I said, you'll have to join us around the campfire sometime, and we'll we'll be sure to uh, make sure we have some good German food for you. <laughs> Any food flying around a campfire always tastes good around a campfire. This is true. This is very, very true. And uh, we're looking forward to spending some time around the campfire this weekend. But, but GT, I am really grateful that you took the time to share you know, your time with me and, and to share yourself with my audience. And um, I look forward to having you back on when you are uh, – up on the charts and and moving extremely forward. I, I foresee this, you know, coming. You, you've got a great start um, and really great music. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on, Tammy. It's, it's an honor to meet you and uh, get a chance to talk to you. Likewise, likewise. And everyone, thank you so much for joining me. And until our next show, you guys take care and God bless. This country was founded Our bills been paid with blood Our boys go off Some never come home They understand what it's gonna cost They go anyway With friends and brothers Watch out for each other in case boots on the ground, blood on the sand, tears flowing free back home. Remember why they go, the price they pay. the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where you will learn something new every week. 
We hope you enjoyed the show and encourage you to join us at TreyerWilderness.com. And be sure to connect with us on iTunes. Remember, your reviews on iTunes are very important to us and help us reach more people just like you. 